Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, September 21st. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold could be on track for its first weekly gain in four. The price of the yellow metal hit its highest mark in nearly a week on Thursday as the dollar slumped. Why? Well, because now the trade war is not so bad. The U.S. slapped an additional $200 billion in tariffs on Chinese goods. The tax starts at 10%, but it could increase to 25% by the end of the year. China, of course, retaliated by announcing another $60 billion in tariffs on U.S. goods. But everybody was relieved that the U.S. didn't start out at the 25% level. That's seen as some kind of sign that there's room to negotiate. I don't know about you, but I find all of this minute-by-minute speculation about who's going to do what, well, it's kind of silly and counterproductive. Making an investment decision on what you think Trump might do next doesn't seem like the best strategy. I do know this, though. As long as the tariffs are in place, it's not good news for the economy. And I'm not alone in thinking this. Economists agree. Reuters polled a whole bunch of analysts who unanimously said that while the U.S. economy will expand in the near term, it's going to slow to 2% by the end of 2019. They all agree that the escalating trade war with China was bad economic policy. This seems pretty significant since it's hard to get economists to agree on anything. Alistair McLeod, the head of research at Gold Money, said America is killing itself with these trade tariffs. They actually hit America far harder than they hit China. The idea that the dollar is almighty and going to continue to rise is not true. End quote. Now, there's certainly a bit of dollar weakness currently. Of course, this again is pretty much being driven by this trade war optimism. The dollar hit a nine-week low against a basket of major currencies this week, while world stocks bounced up. In fact, both the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 set new highs on Thursday. This is more of that everything-is-great-in-the-economy sentiment. According to the pundits, the outlook got even rosier. Initial jobless claims at proxy for layoffs across the U.S. fell to the lowest level since 1969. A recent spike in government bond yields is further signaling that investors are viewing next week's expected interest rate hike from the Fed as a testament to the strength of the economy. Yes, a rising interest rate in a debt-ridden economy is now good news. Except that it's not. In fact, this is the rotten underbelly of the economy. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But as far as the gold market goes, it can best be characterized by a tight and narrow trading range. We're seeing major support at about $1,190 and strong resistance at $1,218. Since the last week of August, gold has effectively been trapped within a $30 trading range. Over the last 17 trading days, gold has closed higher on the day when compared to its opening price on nine occasions, and it's closed lower on the day eight times. Obviously, only a minimal price advance or price decline is going to emerge out of this type of oscillating market. Now, investors are awaiting next week's Federal Reserve meeting. The central bank is almost certainly going to raise the interest rate and shed light on the path for future rate hikes. 
Markets are pretty much already positioned in anticipation of the rate hike, but it will be interesting to see if we get the same kind of dovish undertone from the Fed that we got in the last meeting. It's just hard to believe that the central bank can keep up the hikes much longer given the debt levels. I guess it comes down to how badly the Fed wants to keep propping up Trump's record-breaking stock market. Now, get this. Did you know the Fed is still propping up the housing industry? The Federal Reserve bought $1.133 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities in the week from September 13th to September 19th. That compares with $869 million purchased the previous week. This according to the New York Federal Reserve Bank. These purchases started in October 2011. The central bank has been using funds from principal payments on the agency debt and agency mortgage-backed securities, or MBSs, it holds, to reinvest in agency MBS. The New York Fed said on its website that the bank sold no mortgage securities guaranteed by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or the Government National Mortgage Association, or Ginnie Mae, in the last week. So it's buying mortgage-backed securities but it's not selling any. The World Gold Council released a report on central bank gold purchases this week. It said that the central bank gold demand increased 8% through the first half of the year, totaling 193.3 tons. That ranks as the sharpest increase in the first half of a year since 2015. Russia has been by far the biggest buyer. The Russian central bank has purchased 131.3 tons of gold so far this year. Rounding out the top three buyers are Turkey and Kazakhstan. These three countries have accounted for about 86% of central bank gold purchases. So, as I've already mentioned, everybody's all gung-ho about the economy. I have a lot of Facebook friends who are Trump supporters, and they're just giddy about all of these great economic numbers, and they attribute them to the president. And you know, I will concede that the tax cuts have probably juiced the economy. If Hillary had won the election, I suspect we would already be in the midst of a recession. But the thing these Trump people don't seem to understand is that all of the tax cuts in the world can't undo bad central bank policy. And we've had decades of bad central bank policy. The economy looks great on the surface, but it has a rotten underbelly, a rotting foundation. Last Saturday was the 10th anniversary of the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy. Now, you remember that, right? The overriding emotion was fear and panic. So a decade later, that fear is all but forgotten. The consensus among mainstream economists, talking heads, politicians, and central bankers is that the economy has come roaring back. Now, there is evidence to support this idea if you're just looking at the surface. Financial markets around the world have hit all-time highs. Real estate values, record highs. U.S. medium household income is up. Governments around the world are seeing strong tax revenue. Economies are growing globally. And U.S. GDP has increased 38% since that Lehman collapse. So why should we be concerned? Mike, why are you worried? Because if you recall, there was this same kind of unbridled optimism in the months leading up to the 2008 collapse. And there was some very similar financial rot that nobody was paying attention to. So what is it that we're missing? Debt. Yes, U.S. GDP has increased 38% in the last decade. At the same time, the U.S. national debt has increased by 122%. As we reported last week, the federal government set a monthly spending record in August. 
Now, here's some perspective for you. In the last 10 years, the U.S. national debt increased by more than $3 for every $1 increase in GDP. That's a rotten foundation. And it's not just the U.S. that's running up huge piles of debt. Globally, government debt has tripled to $63 trillion since the Lehman bankruptcy. Consumer debt has also increased significantly. Total household debt in the U.S. hit a record $13 trillion in 2017, eclipsing levels seen on the eve of the Great Recession, and it continued to go up in the first two quarters of this year. We also have to add corporate debt to this mix. As Simon Black put it in an article at Sovereign Man, there are insolvent, money-losing companies that have no hope of paying back their debts that are able to borrow money at super low interest rates. Now, debt isn't the only thing that has increased astronomically in the last decade. The amount of money in the global financial system is also near all-time highs. In the wake of the 2008 crisis, the Federal Reserve and other central banks created trillions of dollars out of thin air as they pushed interest rates to zero and below. In simplest terms, the apparent economic boom we see today is built on a rotten foundation of debt and easy money, just like the boom leading up to 2008. Remember, in the late 90s, the dot-com bubble burst and there was a deep recession? What happened? Central banks lowered interest rates and created money out of thin air. Sounds familiar, right? This easy money fueled the housing boom. A mountain of debt followed. Yet almost everyone was convinced the economy was strong and the boom would last. Of course, it didn't. The collapse took everybody by surprise. And here we are today. The foundation is just as rotten and nobody is still paying attention. Now, you don't have to build your future on rot. You can call a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today and they will help you build a solid financial foundation. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done it already, why don't you subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. I really appreciate you listening to the show, and I'll talk to you again next week.